Welcome to DKM episode 11. Uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, thanks for your patron. Uh, here we are uh, with Kenny and Daniel. I am Marcos. And to start off, Kenny, you have some topics for us? Yeah, actually I do. Uh, Microsoft has unannounced exclusives for uh, 2021. Oh, yeah? Is it a new Banjo game? Um, Is it a new Banjo game? Unfortunately, it doesn't say. It's from a... From a EA developer dice Fuck. out of all people like I don't know how legitimate this topic is but you know I have the article here um does the source just say just trust me bro uh let's see so it says right here Microsoft has detailed titles coming exclusively to the Xbox family because now it's a family in uh 2021 <laughs> Such as, you know, Halo Infinite, The Median, Scorn, Lake, uh, The Last Stop, The Gunk, uh, XO1, and Crossfire X. It says here in quotations, um, in 2021, creators around the world will will tap deeper into the power of Xbox Series X and X, X and S, Jesus, and bring a massively... (laughs) A massive variety of content to Xbox players, Microsoft wrote, we anticipate this to be the most exciting generation yet for developers and players alike, with something for every kind of gamer. So, we're talking like, uh, I don't know, rated E all the way up until M. While we have so much more in store, both from our talented partners and our creative teams at Microsoft, we figured that now would be a perfect time to take a closer look at the announced games that are launching as soon uh, as console exclusives for the Xbox Series X and S and one um, said aside from the games that Microsoft mentioned in its post it seems that the red Redmond based company has even more exclusive titles that have yet to be announced at least that's what EA dice developer on battlefield series Angel uh, Kavasov said on the Reset Era forums in a thread dedicated to the Xbox exclusives arriving in 2021. Uh, Question. No details. There's no additional details were shared, but 2021 looks to be another promising year for the industry and its fans. So now Xbox is really, and I mean really pushing all this stuff when it comes to. just buying companies, basically becoming the new. Uh, oh yeah. I mean, let me let me be careful with my words here. Basically becoming rather a bigger EA mm-hmm. on this because EA did just that, um, and obviously they uh, lots of <laughs> shut down a bunch of good. <laughs> yes, yeah, so that's the, that's the thing with the studios, dude. We grew up with a, with a whole bunch of uh, games yes. that uh, got really big, really popular, and then EA is like, yo. How about you work with us? And that's fine and on. Then EA just restricts um, their their creativity, to put it in layman's terms. And, well, that ends up affecting the studio because it affects the game because it's just bad. And then they monetize it even more so because apparently $60 is not enough for them. So, obviously, this has all been said and repeated. It's over and over and over again. So, I'm, I'm hesitant on Microsoft view on what they want from buying all this stuff because hopefully they don't make things like 
console exclusive. Like, hey, I bought Bethesda. So now all but future Bethesda titles are going to be on Microsoft exclusive systems. So, so and PC. Uh, here's right. Thing That's why I said Xbox systems. Has going for it is, you know, Game Pass. Apparently there's rumors floating around right now that uh, that they might be acquiring uh, EA or what is it? Not EA. Uh, Ubisoft Plus. So like, Ubisoft? Okay. Play, I forgot that yeah, even existed. Plus. That's what it's called. <laughs> um where you get I like, hate Ubisoft's to, multiplayer like, thing. All dude. the Ubisoft games included into Game Pass. Apparently when they added Rainbow Six Siege to Game Pass, I think Ubisoft noticed how uh profitable it was. Because it was, Oh yeah. The the player base went up uh I think it was like 60,000 or something like that. It was it was some crazy big number. Um that you know they saw revenue coming in especially from you know the xbox side since they now, pay per download no think about this though think about this you have a game pass right of course mm-hmm. let's just say you have it at 10 bucks mm-hmm. you have millions tens of millions of subscribers right um obviously that's a lot of bula for xbox or just Microsoft as in general. And obviously, they're, um, the other people who are involved, they have their games inside of Game Pass in that package. And publishers as well get a cut. And I was thinking for a while, well, how, how, how do these developers get their their money? Well, the thing that I forgot about was in-game purchases. And a lot of people buy them. Like, it's... Yeah. Like, even Rainbow Six Siege, people buy uh, whatever they can in there just to get certain packs, just to get certain stuff. And it skins, skins operators, right. uh season passes as well inside mm-hmm. including uh, inside the game so more players are accessing your title that they wouldn't have never done originally because they have a cheap way of accessing it and they technically don't own the game. Uh EA has seen record and I mean record profit uh, you, with FIFA, not because of sales alone, but because of microtransactions, uh, for buying card packs, which is basically just gambling. Yeah. Uh, it's, it works. That model. I'm works. assuming that that that, that kind of like model is that like the progenitor of like the terminology I heard a lot from like the previous two generations saying that games are no, no longer a single product, but now a service, a live stream service. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, but that's like, like think of it, Sony's um, like like think of it like play, this, right, Sony. Play or something like that. What do you mean? You mean uh, PlayStation Now? Uh, was it called PlayStation Now? Though before they they they're doing that collection crap. It was it called PlayStation Now? I think it was called PlayStation. I mean, well, what? well, play, PlayStation Now was that streaming service. Exactly. I'm more talking about like like nowadays game dev- now studios are no longer thinking like okay we're trying to sell x amount of product we're now trying to say okay we're trying to get into like the mobile market mentality you got the whales you know in in the mobile gaming universe you don't not everybody spends a gazillion dollars right. in gotcha games it's one dude who funds like 50 guys you know what i'm saying right. so to them it makes more sense to release a game as a free title so more people could have the bigger install base and then they they have that higher chances of saying as i was saying uh the, the, when you have the bigger install base, you have the higher chances of rolling that people are going to be paying more money up for over the years to keep funding the, the production and more content for the game. I mean, you even saw like with the Battle Pass systems now in the Call of Duty games where back then you had loot boxes and things like that. They reported that if you just simply sell a Battle Pass, it incentivized people to splurge even more. Mm-hmm. 
Well, yeah, I mean, take a look at Call of Duty and its profit earnings in the year 2020 and, you know, like, just just in general. Like, Day Games generated, what was it, $2 billion in one year based off of sales right. alone? Mm-hmm. Just Is it that the game that introduced a Battle Pass system or was Modern no, Warfare? No, the first game I feel that introduced a Battle Pass system was uh, Fortnite. No, no, no. Oh, no. I was more like talking about just oh, Call of Duty, yeah, but yeah, it yeah. was Modern Warfare. Um, no, it was actually Black Ops that introduced the battle pass. Hmm. had Yeah. Okay. So, but here's the thing though with with the battle passes. Um since we're talking about Call of Duty, uh it gives you a benefit when it comes to buying it. So, if you don't have the battle pass, you still gain EXP towards the battle pass. Uh but yeah. if you buy the battle pass, it gives you more items. All the items included in the battle pass, but if you don't have it, it gives you some items. But here's the thing though. Buying the battle pass gives you extra EXP. Some people view this as very, very important to have. It gives you and buying a, progression. It gives you ten percent EXP boost. Now, in more recent events, a battle pass became paid to win. Uh, with this new iteration of the merge between Cold War, Warzone, and Modern Warfare, where the season pass is connected, your account, your Call of Duty Activision account, is connected into one yeah. by introducing at a higher level of the battle pass. Uh, where they one of the more busted meta weapons in the game, uh, the Mac Ten, the Mac Ten blueprint that was in that battle pass oh, yeah, is actually stronger, or something like that. I I heard somewhere between ten to thirty yeah. percent, and it was actually paid to win. I only got the mm-hmm. battle pass because I had points left over from the previous battle pass because it gives you free points, um, to use yeah. what you whatever you want it for, but. I just got in, why not? But holy crap, dude. The meta in Call of Duty was so damn busted because so of... Well, the Mac-10. So tremendously. Mac-10 right, it is. But the DMR are just busted weapons. Right, but even with the Mac-10 being busted, they give you a blueprint that was even more busted. So I could see why people were upset about that. So j- just having the blueprint name. You can change the attachments and everything. It's, it's still busted. But... Uh, you could see that this kind of live stream servicing is going to be the future model of most AAA games, games because yep. it and it where works. Do you, where do you guys draw the line on that kind of stuff? Because the only example I could think of where um, I have a problem where I draw the line when you are given an inherent benefit over oh, it. Yeah. Like, okay, I draw the line at that. If it's just purely cosmetic and nothing more, I'm indifferent towards it. Um, I remember some guy, uh, Matt Season Show, he does like a bunch of WoW content. I have no interest in World of Warcraft, not even playing it, but I could watch this guy's content for hours on end, right? Yeah. And he draws a line because I don't know if you remember when World of Warcraft introduced the WoW token. Yeah. Um, the WoW token was an item that was that you could use it to sell it for gold or you could buy it for game time or you could buy the WoW token through the auction house to, uh, uh, get more game time essentially, right? But of course, it was a lot of gold, so you have to like farm a lot to get the money. And he draws the line where it's like he doesn't like it that you buy character level ups and progression and things like that. Uh, because people, because I think that's a bad sign of a game. It's like if you are forcing people to pay for progression, that means you failed as an as an RPG mm-hmm. to incentivize people to grow. The grind is supposed to be fun, or at least in my opinion, should be worth fulfilling. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And WoW's not the only one. Even my favorite, Final Fantasy XIV, does that. You could buy progression. You could buy level skips and time and and 
uh, uh, grind skips if you want to. And I still think that that's true. I think that you should get your money's worth and learn to play these classes and jobs and just buying the progression. I feel like that it it decentivizes you to even give the game out a try, you know? Well, I, given my line uh, where you said where do you draw the line with, with um, these kind of live services where you have to pay into the whole hey, if you get this, you get an advantage. Yeah, I don't like that. But here's the thing, though. If it's purely cosmetic, I'm cool with it. Yep. However, in certain game genres, cosmetics can be, can be, uh, it's rare, um, very advantageous. So a good example, this is we were just talking about Call of Duty, is uh, I think it was Season 5 where they introduce a new operator, a female operator who wears a bulletproof Fair. mask. Oh, uh, and Rose. Rose. Yeah, whatever her name is. Um, once you come from Shadow Company, yeah. right? Yeah, from Shadow Company. Once you complete yeah, I know what you're talking about. the battle pass at level 100, you unlock a skin of her where she's completely black. I kid you not, she camouflages so damn well with a lot of things, except <laughs> snow. And I've seen the opposite happen, where some guy camouflaged with the jigsaw costume. Right, but the jigsaw costume, uh, given black and white, like even in in PUBG, the best. Uh, car to drive around was a police car because of how it's decorated. If you hid yourself in shrubs, you can camouflage better than any other car, basically because of how it was, uh, just because it was black and white. Right. Uh, but mm-hmm. yes, uh, but she's all black. Not she's gray, I guess it's gray. But either way, you could stand in the corner where there's barely any light, and unless you can luckily just see her and detect that she's there, you can kill her. Uh, if not, you just walk on past by her um you see that's a cosmetic but that cosmetic can be advantageous if you use it in the right scenario but I, that's where i draw the line you know cosmetics only um uh i think the game uh most at least with call of duty it gives you exp tokens uh for both your weapon and your character which i think is fine as well um it doesn't really break the game all that much except now with cold war if you have a gun with the uh, higher level attachments you, that gun is better that right. gun is better so um it's a lot of give and take but yeah it mostly cosmetic is what i want uh, nothing too game breaking nothing too game changing uh yeah but obviously that's if that incentivizes people to just to go for cosmetics and it's it's eh, it, it really is whatever right so Kenny, tell me more about these uh, games coming out. Because I was, I thought, are, is Microsoft following that plan where they said they're not releasing any exclusives for the first two years of the Series oh, X, or are um, they? So like, I mean, it's it's exclusive to the Xbox platform. It's just not exclusive to the. That's Xbox what I mean. Series yeah. X. I mean, the first one that that I, I see is coming out is um it's coming out on the twenty eighth. It's uh median the median, it's like a paranormal um, spiritual game where it has. The screen cut in two, and you can see two different dimensions. Oh, yeah, I saw. Yeah, so there's uh-huh. actually, um, I know I sent you guys a link. I think it was mm-hmm. that first link that I had sent you that was talking about, you know, the exclusives. If you scroll down on that, it'll have, like, a live trailer. And um, I think I've seen, like, screen, it, like footage the of game the game. Looks I just... great. The game looks great. Apparently, I think the developers were saying that they're not going to release it for the Xbox One because the Xbox One cannot handle it. Um. Yeah, okay, so that's what mm-hmm. uh, uh, Spectre was uh, talking about. was just like, it's going to not be Series X exclusive. It's going to be Xbox platform exclusive. Exactly. So that's why more people are saying, like, well, there's no reason to buy a Series X right now because... Right. You, well, if you really look you at it, I mean, there, there's never any reason to buy an Xbox 
after they announced that all their Xbox exclusives are coming out on PC. Pretty much. Because then you might as well just get the PC, get the ultimate experience. But on the other hand, you know, even though PC is somewhat plug and play, uh, it it comes with its issues where, let's say you're starting up a game and now it says dev error this or something error that or crashes out. I just got that recently. Yeah, so it's like PC ports are weird. Yeah, and that's the thing. So, like, it's either a PC port is good or it's not. And it's up to the developer to drop around. Well, consoles could just have them just as bad. Yeah. Yeah, this is true. But it's it's farther and few in between. Like, the only thing I can think of right now, funny enough, is Cyberpunk. Um, Cyberpunk was built on to be optimized on PC, on PC though. First, exactly, and that's yeah. that's the thing. Like now, there's games that are coming out that were you know for PC first that are coming out on Xbox, like Microsoft Flight Simulator. That was never intended to come out on console. Heck, we never saw any. I always wondered that's a more on, on console. But that's the thing, though. I, with Flight Simulator, it's always been a niche platform, you know? It makes sense to be, like, on a PC. Not just from a technical standpoint, but just, like, the ecosystem. Okay. You know, Flight Sim but, games. But here's the thing. A lot of people prefer flying planes on their on their PC with a controller. It's just easier to fly right. with. Either that or they get, or yeah, they but, get you know, the realistic setup. Like a yeah. whole test, yeah, I have one of those, but but I'm just saying, no, I'm just saying, like I'm talking about from like the early '90s, oh, you know, I'm talking yeah, about like '90s flight sim games were popular on PCs, yeah. and that was like the platform to play it. If you ever met a motherfucker who plays uh, flight sim games, they will be like, oh yeah, I was from the '90s. I played a shit ton of flight sims from the '90s. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's what I was saying. Like, do console flight sim games sell as well, or is that like a platform that? Well, you know, I think there's ironic- potential. Pardon the pun, sores. I think, I think there's a potential to introduce new people to uh, flight sims, especially on console, because some people they're, they feel intimidated about building a PC or they feel it's too right. much money. Controller right. or, or consoles are, are more of a entry level sort of deal where you, you know you pay this this much to be on the platform, you pay this much to be in the service. And then, you know, if you wanted the extra niceties, you get Game Pass Ultimate, pay $15 a month, and you get your all your games day and date that come out on, on Game Pass Ultimate and your uh, Xbox Live Gold. And mm-hmm. then, you know, you got the, the added benefit of having 100 plus games without having to pay for them. And... Um, and, and not have to pay for yeah, online. You don't have to on pay PC. for you don't have to pay for a three thousand dollar computer to play the games that you want visually the way that you want them to look. If you can just pop in a disc, but you won't get that game. same. Yeah, you, you won't, won't get the same visual fidelity or, on the console either. Personalization, absolutely. But with games coming that and out, more options with and... games coming out more and more like PC games like on Cold War on Xbox, you have a you have a FOV slider, you have a. Uh, toggle for ray tracing so you can have ray tracing or you can turn it off if you enable it it's going to drop it down to 60 frames if you uh disable it you can have the 120 frames uh mode you know like there's there's it's getting wider as far as uh personalization goes it's more pc like but it's nowhere but it's nowhere going to be as no because it's a controlled os at the end of the day, right. so at the end of the day, you're right. working with a singular hardware. I mean, it's easier to produce to because you know there's no variances. 
There's there might be slight well, look, variance. a console, much like a phone, exactly, is just a computer. Yep. It's a computer. Yep. It's it's just different. It's just how it's modeled. It's the thing cheaper. is, it's just built different. The thing it's is, when it comes to PC, I could see the argument for hey, uh, I don't know much about uh, you know personalized computers, and it could. It's just the idea of not knowing is what makes it seem like, oh damn, I kind of don't want to risk it or yeah. anything. And it makes sense. It does make sense. And obviously, getting a nice, comfortable build, something that you would like to have, um, which people a lot don't focus uh, when when it comes to newcomers they don't know about future proofing that hey if you spend 800 bucks this will be just fine for games that will come out eight years from now Mm -hmm. and you'll be good you'll be good you'll have the same console will still be out but your pc can run the same game but better uh when it comes out because it's more optimized so i get it the thing is, is that, especially with Xbox, uh, I don't really turn on mines much, but if I'm going to get everything on Game Pass, on PC, um, not paying for gold, unless I'm in the family plan, I don't really see the point. Yeah, for... um, you know what, well, before we deviate back into the, the PC thing, I've been hearing a lot of rumblings lately uh, that Microsoft might be considering getting rid of Xbox uh, gold. And I think it makes sense because, like, let's think of it like this: if Microsoft, because Game Pass Ultimate comes with gold, right? So, so here's the thing: yeah, if about you get that. it, yeah, yes. Um, the the if you get Game Pass Ultimate, it does come with uh, you know, gold, but they're getting rid mm-hmm. of Xbox Silver and replacing it as gold, so people can play online. I mean, like, what was the point of getting Xbox Silver at it that point just, if you can't play online? I mean, technically, you could play the free games online. Or, you know, watch Netflix, and it's just... Oh, yeah, because they used to charge you money to be able to use Netflix on the 360, I remember. Which they fixed that on the Xbox One. Um, which is really stupid. They shouldn't have done in the first place, but whatever. Yeah, Agreed. but, you know... Well, just... then again, they did, me- they did mess up a lot of things when it comes to uh, certain stuff. Like, hey, uh, if you want an Xbox One, you have to connect it to the Connect. Which yeah. obviously always have to be online. No, yeah, use yeah, games. The D, the D, the, oh man, that was D, DMR DVRs or whatever. Always on, <laughs> always online DVR, always online DMR. I love it how people uh, complain DMR. about that. DRM. DRM. That's what it was. I love it how people complain about that. That you're connected always on, always connected to the but internet. But people be don't. Always connected on the internet. So. It... But here's the thing, though. Your f- everyone's phone is like that, and exactly. people don't complain about that. So I mean, who cares, dude? You, you're... Yeah, but I mean, like, not everyone has good internet. This is true, but if you can just connect to the internet, show that you're online, I mean... Now, uh, Xbox is coming out with an update here real soon for, like, the Omega uh, Insider program, like a subset of them, that, you know how Windows updates work, right? Where it's, like, pieces, bits and pieces that come out for it, so you have, like, security update, then later on you'll have, like, a whole OS update, then... Later on, you'll have, like, uh, I don't know, a store update or some bullshit like that. Yeah, yeah it's all pulled um, up. Now, what they're doing is they're going to be doing the same thing for consoles. So, they can, instead of releasing a big OS update every month, they'll probably streamline it to, like, every week or every two weeks. They'll come out with little bits and pieces of updates instead of waiting for a whole OS update. So, which okay. is neat. Okay. The I, I but, like certain exclusivities and I like how marketing, when it comes to marketing, mm-hmm. you want to buy, uh, developers and just publishers want to make sure that you want 
you go to them because they have the goods. Much like how, hey, uh, McDonald's tries to offer certain deals, certain offers, discounts, or or get to get get certain items together and will get this reduced price, which will then be then which will make you know uh, other fast food restaurants think about, hey, maybe I can do that as well. Right. Um, the, the thing is, is that when it comes to exclusives, that are now when it comes to the topic of exclusivity, um, obviously Bethesda games have been out for PlayStation, P, uh, PC, and micro and Xbox, but given how and Switch, given how yeah and Switch, so given how that uh, Microsoft is buying all of these uh, all these companies here, says hey, uh, just you're, you're with us now. Does that mean that m- me getting used to playing Doom? And Doom Eternal on the PlayStation, uh, when they release the new Doom game, is it going to be a Microsoft exclusive, where I can't play it on my PlayStation, I have to play it on either a PC or an Xbox? These are the questions that I am wondering about the future of Microsoft's um, contracts with certain companies, where like, yeah, we'll we'll sign up with you, but what, does it mean exclusivity? I feel like yes, but... I, I wonder, I really, really wonder about that. Um, so, I feel I feel with uh, the Bethesda thing, you know, Phil Spencer said that he was going to, he was going to do case-by-case um, by case basis. I think what's happening is any business that Bethesda has been doing normally since prior of the purchase, um, they're going to hold true to those contracts, and then anything after that... Um, which they are doing for one of their exclusive yeah, games I that think, is getting PlayStation. Yeah, there, there's also Ghost. yeah, so there's like Deathloop, and then now there's uh, some sort of Nintendo one that they're coming out with. Um, I'm not exactly sure what the name is, but that one's supposed to be getting a uh, you know the case by case scenario that they're releasing normally on on Nintendo. Or mm-hmm. uh, I think it was the Indiana Jones one that that's being rumored. It might be coming out on Game Pass and seventy dollars on other consoles, aka the. Wait, who's developing it? Bethesda, Bethesda or Ubisoft? Bethesda. Ubisoft. Bethesda. Okay, Bethesda's. Oh, okay, okay. I heard Ubisoft. Well, oh no, I'm sorry. Yeah, because I speaking about exclusivity, Disney no longer is just exclusive to just EA. Disney. Yes, that that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, because LucasArts is back. Okay. Well, no, LucasArts. Has always been it's there. Always been it's there. just, it's just EA was the publisher that had the exclusive the rights, rights to, to just Star Wars. Games. Yeah. So now, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. But, I got, I know that, but I mean, like, generally speaking, LucasArts, the game studio, is back. Yeah, generally so back and forth. Right, right, products. right. So now it's um, their contract is up in 2023. Uh. Disney is not going to renew it. Um, I'm pretty sure that's already been made clear. So that gave the... So now Ubisoft is developing their own game. Uh, the question around that is, oh, but it's 2021. What do you mean Ubisoft is producing a game? Wouldn't that mean that it's against the the, the exclusivity contract? Well, not necessarily, because if the game takes, what, four years to develop, it's going to be coming out in 2025. So... It's way beyond the the exclusivity expiration date, so mm-hmm. uh, it's good to see that we're going to see a lot more from the Star Wars series. Hopefully, we can see a little bit more leniency when it comes to certain projects that uh, 
Disney has been well, doing recently, that, like with comics, with shows, how successful like, and with games. And that that's enough. Yeah, with games. That's the thing, though. With Disney, it's going to be much more stricter because to them, like the rule of thumb is, is that all Disney related Star Wars products from here on out is yeah. canon. Is the main. Um, they can't do the exclusive, um, non you know extended universe excuse. You know what I'm saying? Here's the thing, though. Like, look, Star Wars: The Force Unleashed was one of the best. Uh, just additions to Star Wars. It was just the story, the characters, uh, things that happened in the universe, how it expanded it. Heck, ironically enough, um, Darth Vader in the series, spoiler alert for a game that's a decade old already, like more than a decade old, uh, Darth Vader ended up creating the Rebellion. That's just irony. He right. ended up giving orders to Starkiller, which is the main character, Galen Merrick, um, to his Darth Vader's apprentice saying, hey, you need to go make a rebellion. And this rebellion ended up defeating both... Uh, conse- just Consequently, it ended up defeating both Darth Vader and Darth Sidious. But stuff like that, Disney's like, no, we don't want that expanded universe nonsense. Uh, we're going to do our own thing. So I just feel like it's like, well, damn, that sucks. So, And even the Star Wars The Force Unleashed 2 ended up in a cliffhanger. Okay, but and hang on. Why but, the, okay. but we forgot about you know Vader Immortal. What about that game? What the VR game? It's pretty fun. Yeah, the VR like games. It. Like I've only played the first episode. Those those were made by Oculus, weren't they? Mm, I'm not sure. Um, but it's uh, approved by exactly, Disney. Exactly. Yeah. Look, publisher Disney Electronics. So by that logic, Star Wars Pinball is canon. Um, Damn. Yes. Yes. Damn, dude. But but you, re- uh, you really Fallen got it Order, there. Like Jedi Fallen Order was not a bad game. That was an excellent game. That's canon. Yeah. Yeah, but, it's canon. But that was a really good game. Like the game came out really well. It was well yeah, received. I get. I know what you mean, Kenny. Even the bad story in Battlefront Two, EA's well, yeah. Battlefront Two, was, was canon. Still, yeah, but the game was. It, still it's canon, good. but it's it's just really bad story. Like, um, what? But I, like the premise fixed, of it. After they fixed like the whole uh, star card. Well, that's crap. The game was well, that's the multiplayer. Better. That's the yeah. multiplayer. I'm talking about just campaign and oh, the story since yeah, we're talking about story. I couldn't get into it, dude. I couldn't get into it. The game it was just... I never even tried it. It, it was just... Eh. Was Obviously, the Mandalorian's going crazy of how much hype it's getting. They're um, a game for that. And... Hey, I'll be... F- hey, man, another Star Wars Bounty Hunter game? Absolutely. Well, look. Here's the thing, though. Absolutely. Here's the thing, though. I think Disney finally admitted that Kathleen Kennedy messed up. Yeah. And so, consequently... <laughs> They just said, yeah, we messed up. Um, Make Dave the president. So here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, though. Merch for Star Wars is only getting, like, like we're talking about figurines, action figures, which is the thing that a lot of people collected, people who are diehard fans of Star Wars. But fun fact, the sales of the figures for Episode 1 uh, eclipsed the film uh, revenue. Episode 1? What do you mean? Yeah. I was watching a short documentary about like 20 years after episode one came out, mm-hmm. and people were in lines, like in droves, right. like buying all the Darth Maul. Right, but here's you know, the thing, though. Figures. Here's the thing. And I'm thinking, like, damn, merchandise they, sells. They don't know what they're getting into. But here, that's the problem with the sequels. The sequels merch did not sell. Yeah. Disney lost. But what money. about Baby Yoda? No, no, hold I up, hold up. I just said sequels. All I said was the movie, the trilogy sequels, right? Mm-hmm. The yeah, Mandalorian yeah, merch. Blew up. Yeah, Rogue of, One's merch blew up. Child. Yeah. Rogue One's merch blew up. Solo, a Star Wars story merch, was flat. Yeah. 
but these good uh, even the comics blew up because they're good products so obviously stuff like that where exclusivity is no longer a thing when it comes to games now mm -hmm. uh, obviously if it's done in the proper direction hopefully it's done it's it's done well um speaking about exclusivities uh when back to my argument about hey we used to be exclusive we used to be for all platforms now we're exclusive um now i'm glad that it's it's not the case with star wars games where now we can see different titles now but games like from software where they put it on all platforms but then out of nowhere they say hey we're only going to put this game in playstation which is uh bloodborne Bloodborne. Right. So yeah, well, that's because the IP itself is owned by Sony. Right. That's that's the thing about like with Demon Souls as well is that while the Souls like Dark Souls was meant to be like multi-platform from the start, Demon Souls was like this super niche. Like Sony didn't think it was gonna be like a major success. That's why Sony didn't publish the game. It was Atlas who did it. Atlas saw the potential of that game, but they still own the IP. Right. But the same goes for Shakiro Shadows Die Twice. I was only an Xbox and PC. Sekiro. Yeah. I think that's on PlayStation. It's didn't come out on PlayStation, did it? Yeah. Did it yes, have your exclusive on? on? No, it's, oh. it came out the same no. day. Oh shoot! Yeah, I didn't know that. I thought it was an exclusive on Xbox. No, no, no. There's no exclusive Farm Software games on Xbox or PC. Right. Um. So that, talking so about far. like. Uh, so Jet Set Radio Future is the best Japanese uh, Xbox yes. exclusive. Let's we let's okay. all agree on that. No, no. No, uh Banjo. Hydro Hydro Thunder. Got it. Banjo. Hydro Thunder's pretty <laughs> banjo. What about uh Space Space Channel Five? Conquer. <laughs> oh that's <laughs> that's that's not So Respawn. Well it's Respawn rare. Entertainment, yeah, it's rare. Uh made a VR game. Metal yeah, I heard the new Metal mm -hmm. Honor game sucked. Really? I mean I'm looking I've, at the I've, ratings right now. It has a four stars out of five. Uh, a lot of people on the Oculus yeah, Store? I'm looking. Yeah, I mean, I think that's one of the few places that you can buy that. Just use the general oh, rule. Right. You take the the scores from the actual reviewers and scores from the users. You put them together. Take the average. Oh, that's that's what you just, get. This is from people that bought the game and played it. There you go. This, like this yeah. is straight up just from people that. I only played. I've only heard that the game was short. That's from what I've heard. But or it has about, multiplayer. Like, I don't so, know. Like, here's the thing: it has it's a it's a first person game. Has multiplayer. Has, you know. Uh, May I recommend you Pavlov? <laughs> oh boy. Oh yeah, that's true. But but dude, you can build uh, a whole computer in Pavlov. Immersion. <laughs> Hey man, I don't play Counter Strike often, so when I had to try to plant the bomb on site, I thought you just throw the bomb on the floor. Like, no, you have to push the combination. What's the fucking combination, asshole? I don't know the goddamn code. And when you try to put codes in a VR game, it is way worse because it's not. I don't have the Valve Index. I'm not rolling in the Gucci yet. But um, when I start getting the sponsors, we'll get to there. Um, it's really difficult when you try to push your finger down to the button and you have this big ass ring on your controller and you're trying to hit like the number five key and you hit eight by mistake. So you have to start all over again. Uh, Daniel confirmed virgin. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> Can't stick your finger in a ring, dog. Come on, man. Come on. <laughs> well, as soon as they invent the VR cock ring, I'll let you Damn. know. Damn. <laughs> Then you're really in the same. That shit is precise. Yo, honestly, oh, seeing how popular you know VR games are, um, and how people are just 
I want to say addicted to certain adult products. Like I'm sure someone's gonna release out there. It's like, hey, they already have. How how about we uh. Have you been? Have you been to certain VR chat no, worlds? No, no. I'm talking about where it's it activates certain senses, specifically. Touch. Oh yeah, there's already shit. No, for I that. know. Yeah, Wait, hold up. That. I'm not talking about product itself. I'm talking about software where you could play the game and it will help you do what you want to do, which mm-hmm. is basically get off. Uh, the market's there, obviously. Thirty uh, percent of the internet is porn. Did you hear about porn. the the dude who hacked all the chastity belts? <laughs> No. Uh, what? This I is the some so. Deus Ex level shit so. here, guys. I think I heard something like that. <laughs> All I could think is just the Deus Ex theme like playing in the background as I was reading the article. Dog, every time I play Deus Ex, the only, human revolution. The only time I every time Deus Ex comes to my mind, I always think about one phrase. I didn't ask for this. So you yeah, imagine much. that happening. So like in the f- just... in the beginning of the game, in the beginning of the first game, when they ask you like which one do you want the crossbow, the gun, this and that, and most people pick the crossbows. Like sometimes you need the silent takedown. Now the fourth option is hacking the chastity belts. Jesus, sometimes Christ. you just gotta squeeze some. Nuts. Dude, oh, honestly, man. it's if if that's uh, I'm more concerned about pacemakers, dude, because pacemakers are such an easy thing to tap into, like surprisingly. Don't don't don't. We don't condone tapping into anybody's. We don't. Do we do not condone hacking of pacemakers? Sorry, Grandma. Dog, you're dead if you hack a pacemaker. What do you mean? But look, oh, all I'm saying oh, is yeah, this. No all I'm saying is this. Hey, I play. Look, I play Metal Gear Solid too. When I had to go find Ames, I got to get take out the microphone, and then they got to hear his fucking pacemaker. I played it. I know what's going on. <laughs> look, people just. What was it? How um. What was it during the whole yep. subscribe? No subscribe to the whole PewDiePie thing where some uh, when this one dude sent out a uh, what was it a fax to all unblocked printers because people didn't set up a uh, their a their printer to, to be secure. Oh. No, not a VPN. No, no, no. Oh, like a Wi-Fi password. Not a, yeah, I think something like that where your computer is supposed to be connected to a secured network and um, it's something simple, uh, not that hard to do at all. Even though printers are annoying to deal with. Uh, do this security step is not that hard so this guy sent out throughout the u.s basically unprotected printers on the subscribe to pewdiepie and nice. people were complaining about oh it's a hack attack about you know te- you know cyber terrorism stuff like that and i'm like well i mean i can see the concern but you know you gotta put some effort behind your protection if you're so concerned about it. But yeah, it's um. Hey man, like how we lock doors, we gotta lock our Wi-Fi passwords yeah. and shit. I mean, I've been to neighborhoods where people don't even care about locking their doors because it's whatever. Like the fifties. No, like in in mostly white areas. So. Hey man. <laughs> Did you guys hear about yeah, uh, I, Super I Mario Three D World's uh, Switch? Hey, I'm hyped for did that. You see, Yo, I'm you see the really hyped. I s- is coming out with it alongside new Switch. Yeah, no, it, it. Awesome. not gonna lie. It looks awesome. Uh, it looks alright. It's, it's it looks all, all right. red. Not... I mean, even the console itself is red. Yeah, true, but is it but just a design? The, uh, is it just the design? Um, I'm not sure if there's any like. Yeah, it it's... doesn't. It doesn't come with the game no, though, right? It's just it's just the... a design. It's the new Nintendo Switch design for Mario. Uh, oops. Uh, yeah, for the new for Super Mario fans, that's it's really it. It's it's not a new yeah, console. It, 
It's not a bundle. It's just a re- it's just a special yeah, it's edition. A special edition, exactly. Um, but it comes with the carrying case. It comes with like you know everything else that comes in the box with the switch. But the switch is red. The dock is red. Then you have the the grips, which are or the grip, the Joy-Con blue. grip, which is blue, and then like the little. It's just a design. Yeah, it's, it's just a nice design. though. But it looks good. It looks it nice. Looks it's a nice looking design. Uh, for, my coworker got the uh, Animal Crossing. Uh, Switch uh, the Switch I bundle. Like uh, the shout out to Sally, time, you, you the OG. The third time you said that. Um, <laughs> I did, but you know she she's the only one who listened, so I feel like I should commend her for waiting for a long time to finally get it. But yeah, I I mean I still have my good old Switch from December of 2017. Right. So um, and now there's like the rumors about the Switch Pro model being a thing, and I wonder about that. I don't know about you, that. You think you think for the Switch Pro, would you think would be somewhat like the opposite of a switch light because the switch light you can't dock it no. but you could keep it it's meant to be portable i think the so, switch pro is going to be another handheld with updated specs. i okay so obviously the handheld mechanic works nintendo's known this because right. the game boy then yeah. the nintendo ds right it, they know it works that's why the the wii u they would never make a sw- a dock only switch that's what i'm saying right so that's what i'm trying to figure out do you think Maybe the Switch Pro will just be a thicker, maybe a bigger Switch that people really, really want, and it's bigger. Not so much for you to get um, a bigger screen, but so they can fit more goodies inside to make it more uh, the fidelity on it to be more powerful, to have better graphics, to so have better uh, frame rate. You know, the, the rumor has it right now. Um, obviously, Nvidia is working on you know better mobile chips and stuff like that. You know, tight. Did they come with the with the what was the original? The Tegra X1? I, f- I think they came out now. With, yeah, Tegra now X1. they have like a Tegra X2 or 3. Um, I'm not sure about that, but I know that they're coming out with, you know, more... Um, they're coming out with like like better mobile chips. Anyways, you know, they're, they're, they're going to try and implement like DLSS with the new Switch. And they're also going to do... Um, uh, like the handheld version of it's gonna be 1080p, and then when it's docked, it'll stream up to 4K. Yeah, I maybe an upscaler something like that where but, the switch but it's all gonna dock will have something by DLSS, which we all know is a very well optimized thing at this point because they have DLSS 2.0, and mm-hmm. a lot of games are using it, including Black Ops and. Uh, and Rainbow Six Siege and Overwatch was added. I don't know if you guys saw the Nvidia Connect. I was no. hella blue balled out. Uh, long story short, they just talked about like, look, all these people got these new RTX cards. That's why we're releasing the new RTX 3060. It's going to be stronger than your PlayStation 5, and and we're also releasing new laptops and blah 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 blah. But I just thought it was funny because I was just curious about watching the new FNAF footage, mm-hmm. and it's literally more panning shots of the setting, and I was like. You know the scene in Spongebob where Patchy, the pirate, was like, finally finds the lost Spongebob episode, and it's just a walking animation? Okay. You know you, you know what episode I'm the talking about? The one where he's walking all crazy? Yeah, yeah that's the, like, uh, I found the that's lost Patchy Spongebob the pirate episode. special where he found the, um, the secret episode of Spongebob, and it turned out to be just that. Yeah, and it's just Spongebob doing a stupid walking animation, but, and yeah, then, then it ends with him saying, that's then it. Then he ran away all sad, but it turned out to be more. Yeah, but he still, like, went on a fucking riot and, like, took everything down. It's like, I hate you, Spongebob, I hate you. <laughs> and, but it's just, I like the line where he just says, 
that's it. That was me because I was looking forward to be like, oh, I hope they show some gameplay footage, and it's like, nope, more panning shots. Yeah. But the game looks pretty. Um, I'll give them look, that. It looks really fucking so pretty. Look, all I'm saying is, is three mobile chip, which is a quad core uh, mobile chip coming to phones and tablets. Look, all I know is, is that if the Switch Pro is going to, uh, I wonder how they're going to market it. Obviously, the Switch is huge success, huge success. Oh yeah. Um, mm. very innovative. I want to know how, you know, how many, how, you know, PlayStation had their own portable console. Yes. It was, the, but they got rid of it. Yeah. Obviously, they they really screwed up the Vita. They really yeah, did. Well, yeah. Here's an issue with the Vita. Um, there was no clickable analog sticks. They decided to implement this back touch screen, which nobody really liked, and it made it uncomfortable yeah. to hold the the console itself. And then, um, let's see, what else? Proprietary yeah, memory proprietary cards that were of overly course... priced because of the fact that they decided that they were going to make proprietary memory cards in the first place. And there was no market. Meanwhile, control. Nintendo lets you use any fucking. Says, yeah. And Nintendo, meanwhile, lets you use any goddamn SD card yeah, you want. And then, you know, uh, it was pretty much the same price as the Switch, and the Switch has more capability than the Vita did when that came out. Granted, that came out in 2011. I do think it was ahead of its time, but at the same time, it was still a very limited console, especially for the graphics that they were trying to put on there. Like, uh, Borderlands 2 ran like crap on that thing. Um, yeah, I remember someone was doing a comparison between that versus streaming it over the NVIDIA Shield oh, Portable yeah. at the time. Oh, yeah. And someone figured out how to use, like, cell phone towers in order to stream uh, Borderlands. Because <laughs> you're playing the PC version. Yeah, exactly. Um, and that was, a, that was one of the only plus sides to the Vita was the stream play. But then again, like I said, the issues with that console were the, the back touch. There was no trigger buttons. You had to use L and R. That's all I had. So it was more like a PSP+. Plus. Than it was a PS mm-hmm. Vita. It is funny though, because when you go to Japan, like the Vita is still technically being supported. Like it's like actively being marketed. <laughs> Which is crazy to think how they haven't came out. I mean, there's been rumors saying that they might come out with uh, it's called the PlayStation or the PSP 5G. I don't know, man. I don't know about Sony ever like releasing like portable systems because like someone was bringing this up where it's like if it had it between between nintendo microsoft and sony if one of them had to leave the video game industry which would last forever it's simply microsoft microsoft has way more feet into more different pools of water um between their office suite operating systems um let's see multiple um companies they own business ventures and things like that so microsoft could flop a bunch of times they're no they're not a sega situation you know what i'm saying i mean with sony no one buys like their phones remember the playstation phone at one point they're still Um, making their xperia phones or their whatever they're they're called now um i can't even think of the name but they're still coming out with those phones they're uh that means people are buying them true but i mean like that's their they have their their uh they have their televisions. They have their sound bars. They have Sony Music and yeah. Sony Music Entertainment. Yeah. They have their so, music but I guess that's more of a subsidiary. They have um, now they're they're coming out with a car concept. Oh yeah, boy. so like like they a have car. they have hands in a lot of places. It's not like they don't. It's just you know they're not as big as. But Microsoft. I think Microsoft has way more hands. Well, yeah, they, yeah. They got Bill Gates, so that, that's all they need. They just need right. a really white powerful rich white dude 
Wait a minute. Kenny wants a sugar daddy. Yep. <laughs> but here's the thing, though. Okay. The... I... I just want to see more... I don't care about consoles. I just want a big multiplayer game just to continue being cross-platform. Right. Uh, much like yeah. with Call of Duty. Yeah. That's, that's mainly the big thing, because honestly... That would obviously save money for a lot of people, but mm-hmm. um, imagine getting a game on the Game Pass, which offers cross-platform, and therefore you're you're saving money mm-hmm. because of uh, you're getting on the Game Pass. You're saving money. Uh, let's just say you're on PC because you're not paying for online subscriptions, uh, which will allow you to play that game. So it, it it's. The incentive there is great, and it's just it's just user friendly. That's all I really care about. I'm not sure what certain contracts, uh, certain developers, certain publishers have with certain um, consoles, uh, console developers. Uh, obviously, we know with Call of Duty, uh, PlayStation asks that hey, you got to give us a little more, just something a little more that you can uh, work so we could work with. Uh, obviously, with with Call of Duty. Um, Modern Warfare had the survival, which was whatever. Uh, Cold War has a specific zombies mode, which is onslaught, which I enjoyed. It was, it was quite nice, kind of sweaty, um, but it's it's more skill based more than anything. Uh, but it's mm. it's it's not really worth just getting the PlayStation just for that exclusive. Right. So no, absolutely. all I'm saying is is that I I get why they would want to make these. Exclusivity. Well, things. they have to because, it, like, it at makes that sense, point, though. like, you, it makes you, sense. Because if it all boils down to like, well, which performance does it matter? I'm like, well, if you cared about performance, you wouldn't be picking these games up on a PC in the first right, place. Right. That's not that's not even there. So what Microsoft and Sony have to do is either make exclusive content, hand out personal things, and this is something that even from Gen, even from the PS3 days, like, well, Mafia 2, for example, they gave out a lot of DLC for free. Um, on the PlayStation 3, and then you had to pay for it separately when you wanted to get it on Xbox and PC. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that that's just how things are. Like, at the end of the day, companies have to really like, okay, which box are you going to play the same game on? Because not many people buy the same game. Especially, because how many people will buy a game on Xbox and PS4, and then they also buy it on the Switch? Kenny? I do. Oh, I do that yeah, for yeah. all I the time. Yeah, yeah, I do that too. And, and so, like, here's the thing. you play. But do you, you buy the, the game Switch on both version. PlayStation and you play the Switch version because it's portable. You don't play it because it has the nicest graphics. Right. It runs the best. No. You play it because it's convenient. You want the game portably. It's convenient. That's why you play it. Yeah. Right. I mean, like, I'm I'm just as that. Like, right now, I just bought Scott Pilgrim vs. Right. The World Day 1 on PC. And I also pre-ordered a limited run copy physically for the right. Switch. Because I want to have that game physically as well. And I want to have it on the Switch as well. So, Shrimp! Because um, that's just... Here's some little fun facts about the Tegra X1. So they have the Tegra X1 and they have the Tegra X1 Plus, which I think was in the second iteration of the Switch, um, which is why they were able to get like faster clocks and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. It's saying yeah, yeah, that's why they could so get like more the Galaxy. The 2019 model that came out, it, it's the model number is T214. Uh, the old one was T10 or T210. And that was used on the 2017 Nintendo Switch. So I have a feeling, because they have the Tegra X2, which came out, I don't, it doesn't even say it when it came out, but uh, it says it's Pascal based. So we're talking, you know, GTX 10, 10 series. But 
you know, if they're introducing DLSS and all that, there's this other processor called Xavier that's coming out, and it's supposed to be, you know, after Professor X, the, the name, of course, um, says availability's been from March, and, and they have some pretty decent uh, cores. So they have the top of the tier model, which is uh, it's called T194. It has eight cores and can, you know, boost up to 2.26 gigahertz. Then you have the ones under it. It's a 15-watt processor. It can be two, four, or six cores up to 1.4 gigahertz. Hex and quad core and 1.9 if it's dual core. And then you have um, the 10-watt version of the NX, which is two or four. And 1.2 for quad core and 1.5 for dual core. Anyways, um, the one special thing about this is that it has T-flops. Or, or T-ops. T-ops. DL. So DL is for like uh, the deep learning sort of deal where they mm-hmm. kind of like how they have on the graphics cards where you, you have, um, you know, your, your ray cores and all that crap. Well, I think they'll either be putting that processor in the pro if they do come out with a pro obviously this is all speculation or mm-hmm. uh orn which has they're sampling now in 2021 which would probably line up with the availability of 2022 when they might possibly come out with a pro version in the next year and it's based off of ampere which is obviously the 3000 series GPUs from NVIDIA. So basically, we need to get another gaming phone. Um, basically, I wonder about that. We're getting a gaming phone cram packed into a Switch handheld and put onto a dock or played. Watch. Next game. thing, look, the, the next Switch is going to be like so. It's, <laughs> it's gonna be the switch merged with the DS where it's got a protective cover and then you flip it open. Oh, oh look at that! You got two screens! <laughs> <laughs> or it's gonna be called the new Nintendo Switch. Dude, all I know is that. Or it's gonna be called switching oh, it up. God. Switch it, damn, dude. Got so, him. So it's saying right here, it's saying, um. All, all these are based off, off of ARM. Rip ARM, by the way, because it was bought by Apple. Um, the the model number is called T234 uh, the processor is called the Cortex A78AE or codename Hercules core count is 12 cores uh, doesn't have any frequency yet the microarchitecture is Ampere which we all know what Ampere is um, mm-hmm. does, they don't have a frequency they don't have G-flops uh there's two different G-flops. There's G-flops FP32, FP16. Anyways, um, there's DDR5. Doesn't know. They don't know the amount. Bus width is a possible 256-bit bus width. Bandwidth is at 200 gigabytes. And it says 2020 is going to be the availability, or 2022 is the availability. Sampling in 2021. Mm-hmm. So, it, I feel I feel Nintendo is going to wait until 2022 to come out with their new console if they do. Hmm. So, all I okay. So, I obviously I the want, switch is if, memory is an opi- issue. 
that's one thing I could point out was the memory. Oh yeah, the internal yeah. memory yeah. up it to two hundred and fifty six gigabytes at least. Um, obviously, the graphic fidelity didn't really. It never really bothered me if a game had bad no. graphics. I, I never really cared for it. I know some, some people were a stickler have, for that. For uh, optimization, like Bulletstorm, I played Bulletstorm on the Switch. I it runs at twenty frames almost the entire time. Oof. Bulletstorm, I mean, if you want to play on the Switch, but, like, why? Because it's it's playing a console game on on a portable console. I get it, but it's... I mean, when you say it like that in that sentence, you have to, like, compromise a little bit yeah, more. Yeah, but but the game came out in 2011. We're talking about... Right, that came that's out what I'm saying. Why would you play a... That's what I'm saying. It's a 2011 game. I get that it's all fun and games, but I don't know. Well, I was a Duke get Nukem that one. Game. You get to play as Duke Nukem during the campaign, and you get all his lines too. I don't care about Rest that. Peace, Duke Nukem. I don't care about that. Duke, Duke Forever got wrecked. <laughs> fun fact: Did you know that Duke Nukem's voice actor voiced Big the Cat? Yes. I and I sleep well every night knowing. <laughs> what do you think I? What do you think I say? Sonic Adventures One's fishing mini game is probably one of the best features of it because holy crap, it takes skill and obviously, big the Chad is just pure raw sexual energy with the amount of testosterone. Motherfucker went and fought chaos. Motherfucker fought Chaos Four with a goddamn fishing rod. That's what I'm saying. No None Chaos Four. No 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 no. He fought that. Chaos Six. Six, chaos six. six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was almost perfect chaos. Chaos four was kicking the crap out of Knuckles, dude. And and no, Sonic. Here you go, no, here you go, Knuckles. I weakened the no, it was for Sonic. You. He was kicking. Kick- Listen, the big the Chad just casually was like, "All right, here big I am in the egg fleet. How did how did I get into this flank ship? Who cares? But all I'm here is with a fishy rod. I'm a I'm a kill this thing, and I'm I'm a peace out. I got elevator music playing in my head. That's what I'm saying, dude, he he just he's broken. But big the cat. And that's why Sonic Adventure 1 is the better game. Look, all I'm looking forward is when it comes to the Switch is uh, I just I just want Nintendo to really stop being so what's the word uh stingy on a lot of things. Uh I'm not talking about like the melee community. I'm not talking about that. But uh, even though that is a big community. issue. Yeah, there was there was both Mother well, 3. Mother 3. It, it, no, the, it was not really Splatoon. It was because of Melee that the uh, the Splatoon community got involved and then Nintendo canceled the tournament. But they it canceled it, both uh, the, tournaments. Because the Splatoon tournament was having a bunch of teams in their final uh what, in their final bracket saying free Melee. So yeah. it uh, that yeah. that was just a sub part of it, but the biggest part is Melee itself. But what I'm super special with is melee. But there, I'm not talking about that specifically, even though it's a big issue. Um, it's just stingy on a lot of some of their games. Maybe they don't think it will make money or something like that. Because I would love for Nintendo to give the green light on certain companies to be like, yeah, uh, or for certain series to be like, yeah, let's let's start another this or another that, uh, another sequel to this game or something like that. I, I just. I don't know. I think it all boils down to, because here's where I, I draw the line, and I think I've noticed this too. Why do you think so many studios, let's look at Rockstar, let's look at Nintendo, let's look at all these companies. Back in the day, these guys, when uh, during the generation of the PlayStation 2 and Xbox and the original Xbox, the let's just be honest though, the price of entry to build games on those platforms was much more smaller. So to them, they have to be sure to be like, okay, we need to make games on certain franchises that we know are going to sell. 
know. That's why we don't have an F-Zero. That's oh, why we don't have a Star right. Fox. And when they do want to take a chance and they want to be like, all right, we're going to make another Metroid game, even though people wanted it on the Switch, they said, no, they want we have to put this on the 3DS instead. And that's that's the risk they have to take. Right. And that's the problem that drove me crazy with like with the last Mario & Luigi game. You released a Mario & Luigi Bowser's Insight Story, which is a great game, on a system that people and yourself even said we're kind of done with this system so why are we still releasing for it you know what i'm saying and then they act surprised like well why did no one buy this mm-hmm. game people don't want want to play it but not on that platform obviously we can look at the sales of animal crossing and how well it did because of how good of a game it was and plus it was at the beginning of quarantine for a lot of people throughout the world so i get why mm-hmm. people got that game as well because everyone else was getting it so that makes sense that doesn't make sense so obviously it was a an animal crossing cell right. so and they're gonna make more they're gonna do more stuff with it i get that on mm-hmm. maybe new game but um people I, i've talked to people who stop playing the game for a bit and then they come back to it it's the exact same thing so uh replayability and if you're doing it by yourself it's not something that a lot of people tend to do unless they're doing it with friends but all i know is that that the game itself is good. It's just there's got to be more soul into it, a lot more love. It's just Nintendo's becoming just a little bit more stingy. Uh, Nintendo's always had this issue about saying uh, they're just really strict on a lot of things, but yeah, that's that's just that's Nintendo shtick. Well, yeah. Well, that's 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 pretty much it. So we have to wait and see if Nintendo will ever give any other franchise aside from Mario and Zelda um, any more well, attention. Because it love, sells, so we'll they sell. So, uh, guys. Yeah, Retro Prime. Well, that, well, yeah, but <laughs> where is it? Coming out. Don't worry. Uh, yeah, at one point, the it'll probably Pro. come out by the time the Switch ends. Eventually. Yeah. Same with Breath of the Wild <laughs> sequel. Um, anyways, so I want to go ahead and change the topic up, guys, because I think that I want to get a little bit more personal. And I want to ask you guys something. You know what I love? I love music, mm-hmm. right? I've been listening to a lot yeah. of music. And uh, I had this funny thought to me the other day. I was on Spotify, right? And, un- and, you know, speaking about Nintendo, unlike Nintendo, Sega puts a lot of their shit publicly available on many ser- services like Spotify, like Sonic CDs, Sonic Adventure, the Yakuza soundtracks, all these things, right? It's, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's better to, you know, release it on a service that people pay for and make some money rather than, God forbid, you take down YouTube channels for uploading your music because you can't put it anywhere else because certain companies take them down. <clears throat> you, know what I'm, you know I'm probably talking about? Well, I had this funny thought the other day, right? I was listening to the uh, Sonic CD Japanese soundtrack, which slaps. It's, it's phenomenal music. But I had this funny thought. You know when, like, <laughs> parents will tell their kids, they're like, hey, man, I was listening to this album when we conceived you, when you when we were conceiving you, when they were fucking, yeah. right? All right. And I had this funny thought. What video game soundtrack would you put? The minimum has to be an hour that you have to tell your kids, I fucked your mom having while this soundtrack was playing in the background halo, Does it have to be for halo a video 2 game? halo 2 i called it halo. i f- i'm gonna call it right now you kenny's gonna say halo and marcos is gonna say doom <laughs> no i was gonna my uh my first one was obviously it has to be a video game right yeah yes it has to be a video game right. soundtrack from beginning to my, end my <laughs> you're gonna love this one Okay. For me, the first one would have been Halo as well, but a specific song. <laughs> a specific song. So the Halo theme no, starts no, no, no. playing? It's no, Halo no. 3 ODST, the, the sad oh, song that's God. playing in the back. <laughs> the sax, fuck. <laughs> For me, it's it that post- Breaking Benjamin. 
<laughs> it's gonna it's gonna be that post nut clarity that you're like just like in the, in the at the corner of the bed. Not the breaking Benjamin. You're just in the corner of the bed with the post nut clarity. You're just listening to the saxophone and the piano. You're just like there. Uh, but my second one was going to be the um, uh, what was it? Uh, the ah, oh, dude, it it escaped my head. Oh, um, do you remember in in Sonic Adventure Two Battle when you uh? Mm-hmm when you enter the child world but it's um there's two different versions one where you're in the story mode and one when you're outside in stage select that one where you're in the hub world of child world where it's just that same music playing over and over again just just oh those two God. songs why i don't know but it just it just gets my rocks up i just thought it would be funny it'd be like you'd be listening to just driving next to your kid and you're listening to like i don't know quartz quadrant or better yet start a speedway like good future and say hey i fucked your mom listening to this song listen listen the third one would obviously be supersonic racing from sonic racers bro mine would be the original hey man the original um super mario soundtrack you know um on the nes the nes game the original the first the first Jesus track, Christ. just on on loop. Duh, well, then they did the Nintendo Ninjas come in uh, post coitus, and then they, they have to DMCA. <laughs> Look, all I know is I'm going to be playing Call of Duty if I ever have kids. I'm be playing Call of Duty. I'm just gonna join their lobby, be in the enemy team, right? And then I'll kick that kid's butt, and I'll be like, "Hey, I'm gonna go after your mom," and then I just get offline. And, and then you gotta oh. force them to play Modern Warfare too. Team deathmatch, no party. Yeah. So it's just it's just you as a boomer and other boomer kids, and then later boom uh, your kids yep. as well. Well, no, not even that. We're gonna be playing Black Ops One on Nuketown. I know all the spawn points, and I'm just gonna <laughs> keep, keep quick scoping him through the walls. Just do that on Rust, dude. What are you talking about? So we should. So maybe I should consider Shipping. the idea of like po- uh, post nutting playing uh, Sonic Adventure soundtrack or Sonic. <laughs> No, it's going to be the... Uh, Rolling at the speed of G-Spot! No, it's going to be the... Uh, it's either... Okay, I changed my child one. It's not going to be the hub world. It's going to be when you're saying goodbye to the child. <laughs> that sad music that plays Damn. when you're saying goodbye to the child. So, yeah. Uh, sad music for me when uh, when uh, Conception was made. <laughs> Just pure nice. sad music. It's like, babe... Wh- this, this is the song... Babe, why are you crying? I got the post nut clarity. I understand. <laughs> You, no, that's when the Halo theme starts kicking in. The uh, what was it? The also the Halo. Uh, what was it? Halo 3's main menu theme song. I forgot what that thing was called. Uh, with the piano, where it's just sad, yeah. just sad music all around. Yeah. Cause I'm not. Cause listen, cause I'm not pounding the homies. I'm pounding my loved one, but I'm not pounding the homies. But but you're also wearing socks. What's that? Um, socks. I can't yeah. sleep with socks. That's weird. I start oh, sweating. No, it's not sleeping with socks. It's sleep with socks. Oh, just co- it's like, all right, babe, I'm ready. Yeah, you're just you're just wearing socks. Nothing else. The Lightning McQueen Crocs stay on during coitus. <laughs> the Sonic Adventure Two soap shoes stay on. <laughs> I gotta grind. I on I want to Grail grind this. Jesus Christ. Oh man! And he- so I think we're we're gonna leave it at that. So yeah, in chat, I want everyone to respond. What's video? What video game soundtrack would you be playing while you're making love with your significant other and then having the child? And I want you to tell that child 
which soundtrack you're listening to. It could be any. It could be the Yakuza karaoke tracks for all I care. I don't care. You could be... <laughs> you could, like, get post-nut clarity, and then you're listening to Baka Matai, and I'll be giggling my ass uh, off. It's going to be uh, punch-out music because I have... Punch-out? Custom- Donkey Punch! Because domestic <laughs> violence is a joke at this point. Uh, hey, man, just because I'm a bottom doesn't mean anything, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Bottom energy. Bottom I energy. get you. Um, so yeah, I, I guess I guess we could go ahead and leave it at that. Uh, you guys have anything else left to say before we go? Uh, how are you feeling after recovering from Ligma? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Ligma balls. <laughs> I got him. <laughs> he, 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 yeah, I guess you did. You did I got Marcos. more chromosomes <laughs> as you get wrecked. Well, thank you for watching DKM episode. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Kenny. And, and that is all, folks. And that is all. Leave a comment and like. The show is over. Leave a comment and like. And um, hope to see you on the next one. All right. All right. Have a good one, everyone. Take care. Bye-bye.